a cold one hey i want to kick this show off proper in the right way and that right way to me is you have an amazing store with amazing artists supporting people and artists and i've got one of your sweatshirts you've got a promo code for the rest of september this is going live on monday tell us tell people about t republic tell them about it came from monster movies tell them about it all let's get this party started the right way and celebrate some business sure that's a way to do it I'm back, guys. It's me, Henry. I host a podcast that people seem to still like, even though I am now officially the black sheep of Monster Podcasts because I, yeah, no, I'm officially the black sheep. Because I call people out on their shit, and apparently my opinions, as someone recently told me, listening to my show they realize that they need seat belts for their floors so they can laugh without fearing of injury I like which is that. great i like that great. too yeah. great compliment um great compliment but uh yeah i i host a little ditty called it came from monster movie i actually have one more episode at this time of recording before i am officially finished with season two and you just had your yeah. premiere on my show that feels like that recording was centuries ago <laughs> uh, it was a while ago man but it was fun it was a lot yeah of fun. you know that movie got an a plus right yeah no i listened to the podcast okay you good talk all sorts of shit about me when i got we off. did especially since apparently i wasn't recording for 30 fucking minutes after you all left it's great <laughs> No, but yeah, that... I host It Came From a Monster Movie where each week I sit down with scientists, artists, content creators in all walks of life and make them watch the wonderful menagerie that is the monster movie genre. Um, the goal of the podcast is to have fun, humble brag a bit, um, just have, like look at monster movies in a way where it's like, oh, maybe they're actually like good or maybe they're actually like bad. But we don't know until we try. And I also am a curator for Tee Public, um, which you can find on our link tree on our Instagram and Twitter. I am currently actually taking a break from social media, save for some of my art Instagrams, because I am so fucking done with the giant monster community that I just need to breathe. I went out, Jason, you'd be so proud. I was listening to your episode today with uh, Elizabeth Maxwell. She's great. Oh, brilliant. I'm definitely sending her an email soon. And if, uh, Elizabeth, if you're listening to this episode, 
I got a movie for you. Um, but I was like, I went to World Market and I was like, Jason always talks about his craft brews. And I was at a time of not really being able to drink drink with Jason, but now I will am at a time where I could drink drink with Jason as we yes. do this movie. So I start I'm starting off the night with Delirium Tremors. I know I was talking Ooh. about my podcast my show, but this is more important. Do you know about this beer, Jason? I don't. No, it looks delicious, though. I'm dead. Oh, it's a Belgian beer. I first liked it because it's got a pink elephant on it, but it also has a dandy, dapper little alligator in a sailor outfit and a Chinese dragon on a pearl. Ooh, I'm down. I'm in. It's super good. But I also have with me some craft beers because uh, you made a very bold statement on your show today. Well, the episode I listened to today, sir, oh. about where where the best craft beers are. And there's some good craft beers I mean, in Florida. I mean, Florida, you know, I told, you, I told you about that one place, that one bar yeah. in Florida, Ale and the Witch, that does all the craft beers every day. It's never the same. It's amazing. It's too, um, It's so come good. Come up to where I am now. I'm no longer in New York. I am now in a basement in North Carolina. Sweet. Landscaping. Um, but there are breweries everywhere here, up here in the Asheville area. Yeah, you guys actually have some of the most uh i would say um grandiose and epic breweries uh very yeah. big very cabin-esque uh great tasting rooms it's, it's yeah i'm it's over the a top bit of uh i'm drinking a lot of varieties today i have some hard ciders from appalachian mountain cindery okay mystic dragon uh, i also have one of my favorite ipas the hopness haze but yeah. it used to be called the hopness monster which i Ooh. really enjoy then we've got the lemon ginger zombie white ale. Uh, I believe I also have some sours. And I'm getting drunk tonight. I'm just <laughs> like I am somewhat using your platform as like premeditated therapy. Uh, I've got a New Zealand style IPA from this area, which is neat. And then I think I have a sour ale in here somewhere. Nice. I do. Uh, I've never had it before, but it was called The Good Fighter, and it's a girl with boxing gloves, and she's about to box, and she's got tattoos on. And I love – sour ales are my favorite of okay. all the alcohols. Um, thanks set, to brother. Ale and the Witch. Ale and the Witch. Hey, I know about Ale and the Witch. Yeah, you do. But, yeah, you know, I, do, I do stuff. I have a T-Public page. Fam 9 is the current September one. Um, if, I, if I have sent that email by Monday, tomorrow uh, – <laughs> I'm sure I have – uh, there should be a new promo code for to celebrate the Halloween season, which will be VWGZ20, possibly. Check the podcast. Check the podcast. Uh, find out. He'll send it to me. I'll put it in the... Yeah, I'll, I will. Plug it's it in the Instagram. Our, we have some really fun Halloween episodes coming up. Nice. Um, yeah. Some Actually, we have a Korean... My favorite vampire film uh, we're doing thirst for our vampire week okay and we're doing red riding hood and then we're doing jennifer's body then we do um blood quantum and then somehow through magic forces uh you know the film the monster squad yeah i got andre gower to be on my podcast for that bro fantastic work so you get to hear me and andre some fans of the movie and my friend biscuit who's never seen the movie talk with andre gower about the movie and then he and us develop a grade for his film that is awesome no pressure (laughs) 
that's fantastic, man. That really is cool. That's, those are, those are the things that I like to hear. Uh, that, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, you've been doing stuff. I'm like, actually slowly starting to realize that I'm such a shitty friend giving you so much crap about <laughs> you giving me the wrong phone number for like two weeks. Um, and then realizing that I'm like, I have no idea what you do. I'm like, I do a lot of stuff. He does a lot of stuff. I'm like, what does people, like, what does, what does your friend Jason do? I'm like, he does a podcast. He's a good dad. Oh, thank you. That's all. That's all. He that's, eats a that's, lot of edibles and drinks a lot of beer. It's all true. All accurate. You're hitting, you're hitting home runs. And he travels for work. The f- financial services stuff. I travel for work. I got to bring my daughter. Give a shout out to her, man. So yeah, he kept no, Texas good. time, man. She was getting up at 5 a.m. in California every morning. Not one complaint. Getting on her iPad and checking into her Zooms and doing schoolwork. And then oh, she And then at 9, we would leave the hotel. We'd go into my office. And then from 9 to 5, she was in my office, quiet and doing her work. So she was doing Dolly 12. Parts and be proud. Yeah. I mean, she was doing 12-hour days. 12-hour days, and she's 7. Well... I'm 29 and I've been shoveling 15 tons of gravel for the past month. Oh, brother. It's been good. I've it's good work. Of, well, no, that's you know, hard work you is know. good work, but it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough work. You know what's tough work? Me being able to talk about this movie and sound intelligent like I usually do. Uh, did you, have you ever seen the original King Kong versus Godzilla? I have not. Uh, I mean, this is the, the, one of the reasons I like really like doing these with you is, is twofold. One, I get, I get introduced to new movies or movies that I didn't know about, A. But B, you bring insight and, uh, and a level of intelligence that this podcast generally doesn't have. So I, I appreciate that. Well, well, I try. I mean, I will say, and listeners, if you've picked this up, every time Jason and I have sat down to watch a Godzilla film, you're like, oh, we're here for the giant monsters. And then we end up talking about everything that these monsters represent. And the yep. reason why I picked this little ditty is because of a recent event that happened in the giant monster community that has made me want to leave Twitter for a little bit before I shoot myself in the foot further because I am tired of white people. I am tired of white nerds who think they know what's up and up and i'm just like shut the fuck up sit the fuck down stop it just (laughs) just i want to be able to say hey watch the godzilla movie henry is there like a community in the godzilla fan in godzilla movies yes there are but don't go there why well if you are not a white cis man with low social skills you are not going to be really welcomed. The sad, awful truth. I that's just that's just crazy. You know, it's like I mean, you know, I mean, here's the thing, and I, and I think I've said this before to you, right? On paper, if you just look at it on paper, right? And I look at my friends on paper, and you're one of them. I go, I go like this: if you put us on paper in the world we live in today, we shouldn't be friends. No. But the reason we are is because of who we are. And that is people who are open. We like to communicate. We, if we disagree on something, we're okay with it. And we, we, 
We educate each other with insightful commentary and we're patient and understanding. And most importantly, we listen. Yeah, not like, uh, exactly. Like not only are we open people and if someone's like, hey, you're wrong, instead of being like, I'm not wrong, you're fucking trash. I go, oh, let's have a discourse. Yeah. Let's, let's find out if you're, at, you know, let's find out that me calling you out on a public platform because you were harassing other members of the community uh, is the reason why my perfect five-star rating of two years is now a 4.3 because you're a little shitbag. Not you. No, yeah, I know. What you're like I said, about. yeah, we're drinking and therapying, and we're drinking and therapy. You said it. you said you wanted to rant. I'm like, let's get ranty. So hold on, before we do that, let's hit play on this bad boy. Yeah, the, apparently there's a free English version of it on YouTube. So, um, oh crap, hold on. I I had it all set up and then I did it. No, nope. that's all good. You know, it's that. Uh, all right, you ready? I'm ready when you are. One, two, two three. three. Folks, we're starting it off here. This is on YouTube as well. Um, yeah. the, uh, you know, these movies, obviously, the one, the fun thing about monster movies and what you bring out of monster movies is the inside of how they parallel today, how there's certain problems we've solved, how there's a lot we haven't solved. You know, and, and I'm, I'm of the ilk of this, and I've, I've said this to a lot of people, uh, whether, whether it's racial tensions or whether it's discriminatory, you know, what's going on. My biggest problem that we have with our leadership is that in six months, your mayor and my mayor aren't going to have leaders from different groups, different socioeconomic groups getting together and talking, saying, how are we doing? Yeah. And, it, and because they're not going to do that, we're going to keep repeating the problems because we treat things as explosions and pops. We don't treat them as relationships. Like if, if you've got, you know, it, it's like me waiting for my daughter to get so mad at me. I'm going explodes. to interrupt you. Yep. So because Go ahead. this, you know, that's how this goes. This is how. I got into Shakespeare. <laughs> really? <laughs> because the opening of this movie starts off with there are more things in heaven and earth or ratio than are dreamt in your philosophy. And I did not know that was Shakespeare until I read Hamlet for the first time. And I went, oh, this is from King Kong versus Godzilla. And people are like, what are you talking about? It's from Shakespeare. I'm like, no, it's not. It's from King Kong versus Godzilla. This is how that movie opens up. And that's why I love Shakespeare. And I am actually, fun fact, I am actually a descendant of Macbeth. Really? On my Scottish side of the family. But yes, um, and we, you wanted to watch the Japanese version. I'm sticking with the English version because yep. I still haven't seen the Japanese version. Okay. It just came out in America last year. Um, but yeah, right now it's just the UN, food, medicals. We apparently have a satellite that allows us to talk to everybody around the world. This is all what was added into the American cut of the film. This is not present in the Japanese cut, which is why I want it to be able to be like, oh, I can interject myself or you quickly mm -hmm. give my little blurb, but not be yeah. like, shut up, Jason. I've never seen this movie. Like I need to, I need to watch the difference. And to focus. Because there's gonna be some silence and focus. And actually um, the movie that would come after this one is one you've already seen, Godzilla versus the thing. Yeah, which I liked. A lot. Mm -hmm. It's um, this is also the first colored Godzilla film. How how frustrating is it for you as a fan when you see American versions and 
we make them American versions, like we're re-editing, cutting, and adding shit to make us look cool or different. I okay. There are some mon- There are some edits to the English version to the adaptations that are not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them all. Like I'm a I'm a big advocate of like when people are like, are you a subs or a dubs guy? And I'm like, I don't know. I like both. Yeah. If I if I watch the sub, it's great, but I can't clean my house to the sub um, because I have to read and I yeah. don't want to miss something. So um, I so this was actually my second VHS Godzilla tape I ever owned. Oh wow! Um, like this, I got it for Christmas. I watched it with my dad. Um, this film has a lot of nostalgia for me. Excuse me. Not just for the Shakespeare and all that jazz, but just like this movie's just really fun. Um, it's one of the reasons why when the new MonsterVerse stuff started to come out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do King Kong versus Godzilla again," and I'm like, "Did you see the first one? The first one worked in the '60s because no one knew what the fuck was going on half the time. Yeah, and so it was fine. But now we're in this post-inception world where everything has to have meaning, and I'm like the first film is giant gorilla fighting Godzilla. And like, it's really funny because this movie wasn't even supposed to have Godzilla in it. Um, That's gonna, it's gonna, it's it's a little bit of a misnomer. Well, think about it. Godzilla (laughs) had only two movies by this point. Godzilla was not a household name yet. He had, in American audiences, he would have had Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, mm-hmm. with Raymond Burr, and then he there would have been Gigantus, the Fire Monster, aka Godzilla Rates Again, uh, and those were 1954 and 1955, and the American versions were 1956 and 1957. This is 1962. Godzilla was still black and white and a monster movie, but we had King Kong in 33. We had Son yeah. of Kong sometime after, and the people who made King Kong were like, oh man. Our next movie is going to be King Kong versus Frankenstein, and every American audio, every American studio was like, "That's dumb." Super, <laughs> it was like, super "No, at, well, it was actually super cool. It wasn't the Frankenstein monster. It was like a zoologist who was crazy, and he like went to Africa and he just mix matched a bunch of African animals together, and then King Kong had to fight him in San Francisco, but obviously did not work. But at the time, Japan started to be noticed as like a monster movie, cinema landscape. So, oh, uh, point out he, the islands, Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. going to be important to our conversation later on. Um, but uh, this motherfucker flipping coins. Yeah, like they're making decisions. I like it. <laughs> no, I this this movie's all about the satire of business and publicity, like. He is literally telling these guys they they're like a, a pharmaceutical company with a TV show with like a TV network. Okay. And their their ratings are going down, so he's like, "Go get me a monster that will get us ratings." Um, nobody's watching our show because it's dull. Let's go get this giant thing from this island and just bring it here and film it. Like. And so America took that and said, "Reality TV, that's like getting monsters." Yeah. 
pretty much. Um, but anyway, the guys behind King Kong went to Japan and then they went to Toho and they're like, look, this is the movie we want to make. Um, do you want to do it? And Toho was like, you know, we could bring Godzilla back. And they were like, okay. And so they made King Kong bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Godzilla. They got him in a new look. Um, he's very different from how he was in 54. Um, and we got this film. And then we get this bit about strong string. This is, it's, it's a plot device for later on in the film. It's just, it's so funny because I see, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of heights. I'll say I'm scared of heights. Oh, I'm, I'm a terrified, I'm terrified. And so this so. watching that makes me nervous. Like I oh, literally, yeah. I had a little pit in my stomach. I was like, oh, come on. Just, uh, it's also, and yeah, I can tell this is the Americanized because I'm looking at the food. No, that was the thing. That's actually a Japanese, like steak and fries is uh, this, this would have been culturally significant because this really? is um yeah because this is see i, mean, I like getting is, i like learning this yes. is post expansion japan like expansion japan it's not a dlc henry it's like <laughs> post occupation japan um oh by the way now we're back in the un and they're like dude the icebergs are glowing let's send a nuclear submarine nothing will go wrong it never does why oh. would it well what's funny you're still this happened this year apparently there were blue lights coming out of icebergs this year jesus why were they not why why not i'll tell you know it's so funny um you know it's what's happening and i i I was talking to a friend of mine and they were talking about the california forest fires and the oregon and the washington it's it's extremely tragic however i pointed out to them i said you know we don't we don't take our, our our natural lands very seriously here not only do not uh, you know, not only do we not protect them very well, we also, we don't, we don't manage them well. And they're no. just like, well, it's the fires. And I go, no, no, we don't manage them well. And they're like, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, Canada does an exceptional job at managing their force, which is why those fires stopped at the border. I mean, yep. and, and they're like, no, it's, it's, it's all global warming and it's California. And I go, listen, I'm not denying climate change. I'm also saying that you still have to manage what's around us. If you only plant soybeans in the soil at, the, at that place every year and harvest only that, you're gonna run out of cycles in that soil. You yeah. have to move things through. You have to do things differently. And they're just like, no, yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, if I'm crazy, then why would the, the states that have the highest land management budgets that are the most efficient you know, per square acre have the least forest fires. It does not dismiss. The problem is, is people think as soon as you solve one problem, you're dismissing another. And yeah. that's not true. It's, you can have both. Well, it's you can because fuck we don't, up twice. <laughs> we, don't, we don't look forward. Like, no. you know, I laugh because, you know, with COVID, I just, I'm, season two's almost done. I just have to do my Christmas day special. That's it. Um, I had Lauren Liguchi on for our uh, nice coal in the stocking Christmas special for Christmas Eve. She's awesome, and, huh? Uh, oh, super Dude, great. We watched I mean, Jack Frost. But oh, like, you know, we're doing the Christmas legit, film. Yet though, she is fun as fuck. She's good. Yeah, no. Lauren, you're great. And I can't wait to have you on more. And I also have to make sure that 
you know, Lauren works a lot. She does a good job. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy that she spent time and we got to talk about the surprisingly well done film that is Jack Frost. But I had a reason for this anecdote, but now I don't remember. I'm sorry. So I'm going to take a swig of my beer. I'm going to open another one. You because I'm, I'm, I want to tell you this while you're taking a swig of this beer about local beer. So, you know, every year, and this would have been this past Saturday, we do a, um, an Oktoberfest. Free beer, free brats. I cook, my buddy bartends. You just bring a donation for the food bank. 100% of the money goes to the food bank. COVID, obviously didn't do that for us. So Austin Beerworks is our first sponsor. Circle Brew is our second sponsor. Independence Brewing was our third one. We had done it for seven years. And uh, I went out and I bought a six pack of each and uh, went to the neighbors and we sat down, just drank local, supported local and reminisced. And it was, uh, it was, it was heartbreaking. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I just challenged people. I was just like, hey, I know you can't come by. I know we can't do that this year, but Go by the food bank, give them five bucks. You're going to come by and give me five bucks anyways. So you go do it. Just go do it. And the submarine uh, is on fire now. The submarine is I'm, on I'm, fire. I'm listening. I'm listening. Bye. But it's, you know, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, we, we just, we had to, um, it was, it was really tragic. And I mean, last year, I think we did, we, we gave enough money to, for 9,000 meals. That's 9, awesome. You know, and that's through the generosity of Boulevard sports bar and grill that gave us all the food and all these breweries giving us free beer so that you know we had very little out-of-pocket expense to make stuff happen um and i bring all that up because folks i know you can't go do the fun shit you want to do but if you've got a couple extra bucks swing it by the food bank help them out help those people out there there's more need now than ever and it's 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 worth your time to help them out absolutely Oh man, this part though. <laughs> Oof. Now back to back to our regularly scheduled program. This uh, it's interesting how the uh, this is what I love. This is awesome, right? He's like, I'm getting out of here. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. What was now? There have been ideas of finding um, woolly and mammoth yes. woolly mammoth DNA and trying to bring them back. Well, we are. How legit we, is that? that 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 is super legit you literally just put there there are herds of mammothy elephants in thailand like excuse me people are talking shit about me um oh uh the prime minister is dr sarazawa from 1954 the guy with the eye patch yes that is a lot of actors like that but yes no um clone it's it's easy it's just genetics you just take the mammoth dna that still uh works uh and you put that in an indian elephant embryo and then throughout the generations you pretty much can uh bring back the mammoth what if we found t-rex dna we brought it back well technically hold on. No, hold we on. did but 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 what if it was just some what if instead of this scary monster with huge teeth it was this fat, wobbly thing that had huge teeth, but it was just like that, you know, they were all these overweight assholes who just like blobbed around like, and they were pink. This would I be mean, my dream. One. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Jason's getting okay. crazy. <laughs> let me, let me, this is why you don't put me on dinosaur movies. Um, <laughs> this is why I do. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where am I? Where to start? So, 
we do actually have Tyrannosaurus Rex DNA. Oh, shit. Uh, you Jesus. grind up bones. You grind up bones, and pretty much you can get dinosaur DNA. Not an issue. Um, problem is, all that DNA is unable to. Oh, and that's a real flamethrower. Excuse me again. Um, the, the the DNA we technically could have cloned uh, T Rex DNA, but T Rex DNA. Uh, DNA has an expiration date, and the expiration date for the Tyrannosaurus was around the time we built the pyramids. Um, so, so that's not possible, technically. Okay. Um, but you could just turn birds into dinosaurs because birds are dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, T-Rex didn't roar. It probably honked like a goose or made weird alligator noises or both. So you probably had a seven-ton goose-sounding meat-eater roaming the woods. Uh, in Montana 65 million years ago. And I think that's scarier than anything that Hollywood's ever brought to life. I would love um, that. If you brought the T-Rex back, if it was, if like, if Jurassic Park did that and it honked like a goose, I but would. But would you fight a goose? Like out. anytime people are like, oh, bird, like dinosaurs with feathers aren't scary. I'm like, none of you would fight a bird. No. No one, birds freak people out because we remember that they're dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking scary listen yeah a bird like this is why alfred hitchcock the birds was so fucking scary because birds are scary and you could technically turn a bird into a dinosaur it's not really hard you just have to add the right proteins to dormant dna in its body and then it'll grow teeth and claws and a tail it's it's not it's not everybody right now is just like we don't know what to do with it is it ethical science we don't know. People are like, oh, but then you bring a dinosaur back. And I'm like, no, you bring back a chicken that looks like a dinosaur. It's still going to squawk like a chicken. It just won't know what to do with some of its new traits. Dude, I'm telling you, 2021 has taken notes. Man, 2021, I can't even, like, now that I'm doing all these episodes that are done for season two, it's like when, you know, Laura and Stephanie, that's what we were talking about. Laura and Stephanie and I, uh, my friend Stephanie from college, um, I gotta do this quick because we gotta talk yeah. about this thing. Get it, get it, get it. Um, but you know, we're like, Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. It's still 2020. I'm sure everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like all my episodes I've recorded past November, it's just like everything's okay. I'm sure of it. Everything's fine. So you're a professional. America yeah. succeeded, and I'm just really hoping it did. Uh, here's, here's all I want to happen. November 4th, November 5th, right? November 4th, whatever. The next day, after the election, I don't care who wins as much as I care that we treat that day the same way we treated September 12th. Don't go running around and bragging, my guy won, your guy lost, four years, don't stop. Stop the nonsense. Go grab a friend that you agree or disagree with. Shut the fuck up about politics and ask them how they're doing. Um, and actually, this is a, this is great segue because yes. Jason, where are we in the film? Where where in the world are we? We're the island's called Pharaoh, but where is Pharaoh? Where did they point on the map? You're looking at the. Uh, is this? Uh, I'm trying to remember the South Islands. Yeah, 
like yeah. Indonesia. Indonesia, right? which, which um, you know, I've been to Thailand. I've been to the islands in Thailand. Not yep. Indonesia. No, uh, you and I have both been to Chiang Mai. We've both yeah. been to elephant things. Oh, just I just got goosebumps Shanghai's all over. Great. My favorite yep. spot, favorite travel spot. Um, no matter what. Okay. okay, so this is Southeast Asia, right? 1962 film. How do you feel about these islanders? Uh, I would say this at the time, based on what people were doing, they didn't know any better. Would we want to do it today? No. But do I hold people? Guess what? I don't hold people accountable for things they did not know or for actions that they did not have repercussions for. That's how I see it. Now, that doesn't make what they did okay, but it also should give you a relative understanding of where they were at. And, you know, whether it's, I mean, today, guess what? You can look back five years ago on a Dove commercial and it's some dumb guy not knowing how to buy fucking toilet paper or the right soap. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're painting men as dumb and they don't understand what soap is. Well, guess what? There could be a movement of intelligent men coming in five years. So do we cancel Dove now? If that happens in five years, do we just say, fuck you, Dove? Do we... Do we cancel, you know, I mean, are we going after the vacuum cleaner salespeople who go, look, it's so light a woman can pick it up? Are we going yeah. after them now? Well, it's like I this. I don't get it's, it. I don't do cancel culture. Yeah. Well, like for cancel culture for me, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't eat at Chick-fil-A. Why, Henry? Is it because you're a vegetarian? I'm like, no, because there's just, it's a well-known fact that the corporate heads of Chick-fil-A put their money in to pray away the gay camps which I don't support. I don't want to know that my dollar for a sandwich or fries goes into the pocket that eventually adds to something that I disagree with personally. Sure. I try to make sure that the way I live and how I spend my money doesn't infringe and I, and on And I'm 100% with you on that. I don't, I don't beliefs. do Chick-fil-A and, and people are like, oh, yeah. People are like, oh, that's really hard to do. And it's like, it's really not. All you have to do is like clickety-clack. Oh, Nestle uses child labor? I'm not going to shop Nestle. I'll use some other products that are probably mom and pop local products. So you're helping your local economy better. It's wild. Anyway, what I'm getting at with this whole sequence of them on Faro Island, um, who are they trying to represent, Jason? You've I mean, been would... to Asia. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, I think one of the beautiful things about Asia, right, is, is one, and we talked about this in past episodes, right? One, there, there is a plethora of different cultures there, there even is. in the Philippine islands. You know, uh, I mean, how much do the Philippines really control versus how many other islands have different cultures, different language, different linguistics, and you know, so I understand what they're trying to do, and they, and, and there is, there is what there was the island off of India, where there's still cannibals. Sri Lanka. And the, and the, no, they're still cannibals. And the, um, oh, no that, that, that this Christian guy is like, I'm going to go get them and I'm going to show them the Bible and they're going to love Jesus. And here we go. And he got on there and they grabbed him and they cut his throat and they ate him. Oh, I love this. Oh, we forgot the candy. And then they just like give a child a cigarette. And yes. it's great because you're also in that one period of time where you're like, oh yeah, no one knew that this was crippling, horrible damage to your soul. But, yeah. um, but so what I'm trying I, to yeah no I get what you're saying but you're 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 being really nice about it and here's and I'm gonna be really mean about it oh here's I'm about thing. to get really mean about it because this yeah. is what I'm getting at right because you and I have been to Asia we have actually left this country experienced different cultures and we're fucking cool wise 
shitheads. I don't know. <sighs> we're vulnerable. I'm going to read and we're you. Honest. Yes, we're very honest. This, this is why I left Twitter this week. This is why I will probably not go to Godzilla Festival anymore. Because uh, Godzilla Festival also has a magazine called G-Fan. It's okay. It's a lot of toy articles. And it's a lot of people who are like, this Godzilla movie is better than this Godzilla film. And more people should understand the simplicities of Godzilla in the deeper context. Blah, 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 blah. So this year, the guy who ran G-Fest, JD, got into some big trouble because he pretty much told when excuse me, COVID was happening, everybody was like, Yo, JD, man in charge of G-Fest. Other conventions are closing because COVID's a problem. People are dying. Are we still going to have G-Fest this year? Mm -hmm. And then he goes, yes, of course. The flu kills more people than COVID does. He did not retract that statement until June. G-Fest is in July. Wow. That's yep. So that was fun. And then people were like, let's get refunds. And he's like, oh, this is going to be really difficult. Don't expect your money anytime soon. So that's so, fun. So, so just what South by Southwest did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they closed the day up and didn't give the money back. But you would, think, you would think a logical human being who has already stepped in it enough with his community would be like, maybe I should shut the fuck up. Perhaps. I'm going to read you an article that came out in GFAN this week. Oh, fuck. Will cancel culture come for King Kong versus Godzilla? How do you think this article started? I don't think it started the way I want it to. With the Webster Dictionary definition of the concept of blackface. Oh, fucking hell. So the article eventually goes into this wonderful, grandiose bull shrimp that is literally talking they he spends probably five paragraphs explaining blackface in in american hollywood okay and we talked about how this is southeast asia right yeah so then he's like which brings us to the 1962 film king kong versus godzilla so he's got you primed he's got you really worked up oh yeah you know he talks about how apparently you know we should not be too bad at look down on blackface because it was in the jazz singer. I twitches. But the portrayal, the portrayal of the natives is not entirely negative. Um, they are shown dressed in grass skirts, quotations, and ridiculously colored feathered headgear presented as somewhat backward, startled by the transistor radio and a gullible placated by the distribution of cigarettes one member of the expedition team suggests that the natives might practice cannibalism when uh Fure comments i'm not sure i don't want to become their dinner however Fure is something of a goof blah 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 um when the approaching native chiefs uh sakurai says how how a stereotypical way of interpreting indian chief uh, this is why we're doing the English stuff because that's a dubbing thing. Um, what do you think is so? This is my favorite paragraph. 
One reason for the use of Japanese actors in the role was no doubt the scarcity of black actors, let alone Sea Islanders, available in Japan at the time. Unlike the 1933 King Kong, which featured real African-Americans like Noble Johnson in the roles of the Skull Island uh, Islanders, Joho did not have an available talent pool to populate Faroe Island. So what I like, what... What I get really upset about is everybody's like, oh, wow, this, this article is incredibly tone deaf because he's pretty much saying like, oh, no, cancel culture is going to cancel King Kong versus Godzilla because it's blackface. And I sit here being like, do you not know where Africa is? <laughs> do, there's, like, there's, a lot, there's a lot of problems. There's, there's a lot of problems. He's playing to a group and I don't, here's what I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of this. One, I love history. I love understanding mm -hmm. history. I love, I love reading about history and I don't read something in history that I disagree with today and go, you should get that out of the history books. I don't like it. Now, yeah. can you change the tone like Christopher Columbus from celebrating him in 1492? He sailed the shiny blue. He sailed so fast, he scraped his ass, and he got to America too. And now, then he raped and pillaged it to plague and plague. Yeah. Now, can we be honest about, a little more honest about our history? 100%. But let's be honest. Let's not cancel anything. You know, it's like, it's like Rogan does the, the $100 plus million Spotify deal. And you've got some right. people in Spotify that are like, if we don't get to edit his podcasts, we're going to walk. Hey, folks, walk. Go on, Felicia. Guess yeah. what? You, there are plenty of people that want to work there that would be happy to work there. If you're not happy Hi. there, <laughs> if you're not Spotify, happy, give me your money, please. I would like to not be unemployed anymore. I'll take your stock options. I'll take your stock options. I will take your great pay in New York City. I'll take your great HR. I'll take your great programs. I'll take your great medical. I'll take it all. But People have to, have to yeah, listen, I get that they do not paint a perfect picture. And at the time, they thought they were. Now, does that make them right? No. But does that mean that you cancel and you don't show this? Absolutely not. Because if you don't remember your mistakes, if you don't look back and hold them, you don't have to hold them up as like, look at what a great job they did showing natives. But what you can do is say, hey, this is a movie from this time. And during this time, these things were okay doesn't mean they're okay today it meant they were okay then and guess what now sit back and enjoy the film and if you can't sit back and enjoy the film go but fuck yourself but here's the thing because i agree with everything you just said but here's my big problem which is why i needed to take a break from social media talk to me everybody's upset about you know oh this article's tone deaf he's trying to say that a cancel culture and blackface and da, da 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 and i sit here as someone who lived in asia for five years someone who has traveled asia for five years seeing the paragraph there were no black actors in the 1960s of japan to play the south pacific islanders and it's like you know they wore grass skirts this is because Japan and South Korea and China think the Southeast Asian people are a lower class of human. Which that they are still to this day a bunch of savages. Which, what, um, I forget, what, what podcast did we do 
where you so eloquently explained how racist Asia Pac is. I think it was 54 because was I talked 54. about the fact that like, you know, Japan's like, oh, we kind of raped and pillaged the Pacific in World War II, but are we going to forgive about it? No. But can America forgive for dropping the bomb on us twice? Maybe we should because that's bad, but at the same time, it ended the war. It, you know, this is where we get into the whole thing where it's like, oh, right, I'm a cis white male from America. I don't have a fucking place to say any of this fucking bullshit. So I get really upset when I see people from like, you know, so, like social advocates, blah, 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 getting upset about this article because they're like, oh, blackface, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting here like, one, this is a live octopus. There are four octopuses used for this film. It's great. Oh, I love Jesus. it. And by the way, we got, I, I, when we get done with this talk, I want to talk to you about octopuses because I, I really think they're smarter than us. And they oh, scare the shit out of me. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but don't eat octopuses, but eat squids because they're fucking jerks. And I'll explain that after my little thing. My problem is I am so mad that everybody's mad about this stupid article for the wrong reasons, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it gets me so frustrated because like I was, I recorded an episode yesterday and before we recorded my friend, Jarrett, who, who's black, good friend, known him since college. He might become my co-host for the show because he's brilliant. I, I told him what was going up and like the people we were co-hosting with are part of the Godzilla community. So one of the guys like knew exactly where I was going, but he could have stopped laughing about how I was telling my black friend, I'm like, hey, you know King Kong versus Godzilla, yeah? Did you know that they use blackface in that movie? And he's like, what are you talking about? They just were racist against South Pacific Islanders. Well, apparently to this guy, it's all the same because there were no black actors to play the people from the South Pacific. So, and like when he's like, oh, there probably weren't a lot of South Pacific Islanders in Japan. No, there were not because Japan had killed most of them and enslaved the rest. I was going to say, yeah, the rest were in internment camps. So, yeah, like, and if they were working, it wasn't like they were working. It was like they were not being paid or treated like real human beings. So it's just one of those things where I get so mad because I love this movie. And not to sound like, you know, I approve of the depictions of this, but like, this is the King Kong trope. This is pretty much the South Pacific version of the Skull Islanders in the 1933 King Kong. This is literally the third time. Actually, no, this would technically be the second time we have seen the Islanders who worship King Kong trope. Whatever. It fucking happened. But to use this vehicle, this film, to be a vehicle to be like, uh-oh, cancel culture is going to destroy the Godzilla culture. And then it's like the Godzilla culture is like, oh, we should be up in arms because not only is he being an insensitive jerk, but we should address and like do the whole thing about da-da-da-da. And I'm sitting here like, guys, they're from the South Pacific. We should be upset about like be upset about stuff that you know i had a buddy he was he i was, also sit here be like none of you've been on a plane yet you're going to give opinions about how japan represented the south pacific 
1962? Stop. Stop and get a history lesson. It's like, I, I say this, I said this to a, 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 a guy, a guy that I know. He got a, I, I celebrated something. I was, I was excited. And I'm, I'm a kid, you know this. I'm a child. I'm almost a 50 year old child. I was like, oh shit, Rogan might co might be the host of a, date, a debate between Trump and Biden. Now, do I think that's the best thing for America? No. Am I, but do I want to see a fight? Yeah. So I put it up there. And he chimes in with something like, America deserves better and politics need to come back to science and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, name a time. Oh, you, look who it is. Oh, way. it's King Kong. And, you know, and so he private messaged me and he goes, I'm going to stop following you on all your social channels. And I was like, dude, listen, Fine. you fucking baby, you cancel culture little bitch. Do you think I care? I don't care if you follow me or not. You don't understand. If you want to, if, if you, we disagree on something and I ask you to do your homework and you're like, in 1987, President Ronald Reagan solved the ozone problem. President Ronald Reagan in 1987 was going through dementia. He didn't yeah. solve it. The oh, House and the Senate. Octopus. The we're House still was still in the real octopus. But the House and the Senate did that. That is a man and, fighting a real octopus. Just, <laughs> the fucking octopus is terrifying me. But it's like, but I see all this and here comes King Kong. Oh, but yeah. I, I'm like, dude, just do some homework and just be educated. And also, don't come to my party and piss in the punch and try to be a dick. When everyone's having fun, like I had some friends who are like, I hope that every time Trump lies, he gets an electric shock. That's hilarious to me. And I don't have, uh, I don't do politics on my, on my fucking Facebook, but I found that hilarious. So I laughed. And he's yeah. just like, well, you let this person talk. I'm like, dude, you can come talk anytime you want to. I'm sorry. I would love to see Trump get electrocuted. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, but also, guess what? His hair would shrink. Yeah, well, or it'd get bigger. Imagine that shit standing up. Uh, I mean, it probably will eventually walk away like it's supposed to. Whatever dead like, animal's up there. I was like, bro, don't come and be a whiny bitch. Don't come and be a dick because we're having fun and you're trying to make a serious... You want serious commentary? Go on, Felicia, go to your own page. And this, and I bring all this up for you for this. And I take this, and I mean this seriously. One, get back on Twitter. Two, stop reading the comments. Get on Twitter, do you. Do not, do not let the people that follow you suffer because oh. someone's being a cunt. Don't. No, no, it's not because that's not the reason why I left. I just like actually just like needed a break because it's not okay. like I'm saying, it's not just the person who wrote the article that's been upsetting me, by the way, Kong is just got drunk and is about to pass out. It's great. This is like a great. It's, just, it's wonderful. The, I love. I love how you have a real octopus and then you see Kong and you're like, mother. Oh, God I said four guy. octopuses. Three were returned to the wild. Edgesuberai, who did the special effects, ate the fourth one. On set. Delicious. However, um, they're octopuses because they're super smart. I'm with you. Eat squids. I'm a hundred. Yeah, no. Squids are jerks. When they have sex, the male squid takes his tentacle and rips the hole in the female, and then inserts his penis tentacle to lay the eggs because they don't have a vagina. Yeah, squids are. So be thankful for your mammalian parts because for some animals it's a lot harder. It's a lot. Uh, but yes, now Kong is drunk. He's passing out to women singing him music. It's great. I love. Um, it. But I, but I love the, I love the real, that I love the transition that they were, hey, I love the transition that they're okay with. Totally fake looking Kong. I'm sure at the time of the movies, they're like, holy shit, that looks really good. But you have a legit live octopus moving around doing shit, right? Probably like, like am I, I'm sorry, am I a sag? 
Like I'm sure the octopus is smart enough to know what fucking SAG is. And we just don't give it credit because it's not building the Empire State Building at the bottom of the fucking ocean. Well, actually, octopuses do have octopus cities. That's a phenomenon that's being documented now. Really? Octopuses are generally like solitary creatures, but mm-hmm. they do... It's been noticed that some octopi are apparently starting to build cities where they build like little hovels. Um, they don't like other octopuses getting into on their yard. But what's even more spooky is like usually these cities have like a structure in the center that the octopi seem to kind of worship. Um, Dude, octopus scare the shit. You should me. talk to my squid guy, Jeff. He's brilliant. I've known him since college, and he can tell you everything about cephalopods in the way I can tell you everything about this fucking movie. Also, um, this actress is one of the reasons why I know that I'm pan because, you know, it's like, ah, I like women. There we go. Like I said, I'm drinking tonight because I'm like, like I said, I got off Twitter. I'm getting off. I'm. I'll be back. I got off Twitter because it's not just me being upset with, with what's going on. Because it was like that's not what I'm mad. I everybody's like, oh, are you mad about this? I'm like, that's not what I'm mad about. I'm actually mad about everyone's reaction. I'm mad about how some. Like I've actually talked to some of my friends, and I'm like, you do realize why I'm mad, kind of at what you're upset about and they're like what do you mean and i'm like this this article is supposed to be all about blackface and you know we're in the black lives matter movement and we're all it's all this jazz going on right now everybody has the right to be upset fine whatever but here's the thing you're upset about an american topic for a japanese film that's actually offending and a completely different other people Mm -hmm. um and i just find that really upsetting and it's one of those things as well where it's kind of like you know i'm in the queer community i'm i'm a pansexual yeah i was, I was gonna ask you i was gonna ask you i've gotten some emails i got some emails asking what pan was from my listeners and i did not i said henry will be on again and he can explain so being pansexual means you. that i like i like i'm a vibes guy i like you for who you are not really like your gender is literally the last thing on my list okay of like what i'm interested in uh because like i've dated i have seen the whole wonderful (laughs) it's fine like you know i oh actually pause this science so he pulled up a marble and said this is godzilla's brain and then he pulled up a gorilla skull and said this is king kong's brain but five times bigger um science uh it's it gets worse the science in this gets more terrifying as it goes on but which is why i was nervous about the new movie but that's what like being in that society people are like you know people you know people always like really worried about pronouns i'm like look just take it easy like it's fine it's gonna be okay but here's the thing that gets me mad is like yeah do i get frustrated when someone's like henry all your life's gonna be better when you find a girlfriend and i'm like I mean, I just want a partner. Like, you want the best person for you. Yeah, or people, because I'm polyamorous. <laughs> I just okay. I'm greedy. Uh, well, not greedy. I just don't. I don't. You like, got a lot of love to give, brother. It's not. I like have that. so much fucking love to give, and it's like one of those things where people are like, "How can you be polyamorous?" And I'm like, "How can you have more than one friend?" What? Well, it's like that. Like, I just love. I can also love people. It's, you know, this really crazy thing where you just talk boundaries with a person. And yeah. it's amazing how respectful people can be 
when you're just like, oh, is this what you're comfortable with? Cool. That's what I'll do as long as you stay comfortable do the comforts for me. Whatever. It's fine. Well, I mean, um, I, bring, I bring it up because, you know, like, uh, I mean, listen, I'm a guy from Montana. Um, I was, I have, uh, I know Montana. You know, Montana, right? And, but also, like, I left as quickly as I could at 17. I've lived on every major city on the West Coast. I've been very blessed to be around so many fun, engaging, and great people in my life. And my favorite thing is, and we started this, this podcast with it, is, is that we're not all alike. And I like that. And that's why I wanted to talk yeah. about that. Because, you know, I can have friends who go, a oh, man, and I'm one of them. My, my wife and I, we were joking around. Uh, we, my, my neighbor, Jose. He's, uh, he's, his wife's from Mexico. And I was like, oh, you know, you got that Mormon community down there. And they were used to be in the U.S. And they moved down there. And they've got, they've got a lot of the wives. And Jose. Sorry, I'm an awful human being. I know. But Jose looks at me, starts laughing. And he goes, Jay, Jay. And he points to our wives. He goes, you want one more of these? And I'm like, hell no. I can barely handle my wife. She's got, I mean, and, and it wasn't, that wasn't a sexual comment. That was just like a, a, an engagement comment of like our yeah. wives are our lives and we are, you know, and, and they are, they bring so much to the table, but I'm also fascinated and I like to hear, and I like people to share different lives because guess what? There are different people out there, motherfuckers. Yeah, there are. And, it's, and, and, they're, and, and they're not different air quotes. They just see the world differently. And the beautiful part about you sharing and talking about it that makes me feel good is that someone's out there who lives in Montana, who lives in Wyoming, shit, they could live in New York and just be in some crazy, crazy household where they feel the way you feel, but they're told to feel the way I feel. Yeah. And that's not fair. And no, it's, it's not. Because like for me growing up as a kid, I had probably seven crushes at the same time. And when people are like, you have to pick one, I'm like, why do I have to pick one? That's so much pressure. Like you can't, why can't it be everyone? Like, I don't know. It's just, what? And then it's like, uh, you know, the first time I thought about a guy in a sexual way was in high school. And I was like, man, I must be really desperate. And then I, then it just like, then I learned who Idris Elba was. And I'm like, I'll let him hold me. I let, I let each of hold me too. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm, I don't I'm, have feelings I'm, for any men, and I let that <laughs> motherfucker hold me. Out, yes, sir. May I have another? Like, uh, but it's like one of those things, and it's funny too because like now that I've become much more comfortable, like because when people when I thought I was bi, I didn't like that either because I still felt like if I try to date a dude, I was gay to a woman. Woman, mm -hmm. but when I was into a woman a gay guy would make me feel like i was straight and i'm like but i'm not any of these things and then luckily i had a partner who was really great uh they helped me out completely uh with so many stuff and it was really funny because they were just on my podcast for a patreon episode and my buddy was on it and it was funny because i was like this is my ex-partner um this is the reason why i'm the social advocate that i am I was really and then we did the episode and he was like ah I see that you learned from them for sure and I'm like mm-hmm I did yeah. because here's the thing what I and I what something I also learned was like I get so frustrated like people have the right to be mad sometimes but what makes me upset it's like the thing I keep bringing up I think every time we've been I've been on your show with that Henry Rollins quote where it's like 
when the white supremacist goes on stage and you automatically boo him before he says anything, he's just going to fester in a corner because yeah. he hasn't even gotten the top time to talk. Or when you're like, someone's like, let's talk about queer rights. And someone goes, nah, nah, nah. and so you leave because you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Blah, blah, blah. And you start to fester. You, extremity on all of it. Extremity is just not good. It's too not. much sun, you die. Too much water, you die. Too much of the yeah. right, you die. Too much of the left, you could die. Less die. Maybe. Well, you're well, you're, you're going to die in a different well, way, well, right? Yeah. But, but it's but it, but I mean I'm I'm with you on this. I, I had a buddy. He put this thing up. He goes, "Hey, how do you get duplicitous in in your thought process?" You know, he put this on Facebook. He's a business guy, and I'm like, "Oh, I do it." And he's like, "How?" And I go. I grew up in a religious right home. I mean, so religious right. The sheriff of Nottingham was a fucking liberal. That's how religious right my home was. However, yeah. I would sneak out of my bedroom in the middle of the night and I'd watch Bill Maher. Not because I agreed with him at all. It doesn't matter. Wanted I wanted to learn. I wanted to see how he thought. I wanted to understand how he broke down an argument. I wanted to make that revelation clear in my mind so that if I was going to have a conversation, not to be right or wrong, to but to have an educated conversation, I would have to know where he comes from, why he thinks the way, where he gets his research. And I'm not trying to change his mind. I'm trying to have a dialogue. And I mean, I remember we were driving past, I was uh, 12, we're driving past an abortion clinic in Kalispell, Montana. And they're holding up the picket signs and, you know, you know, da, 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 da. And my mom goes, you know, maybe tomorrow we'll go do that. And I said, I would prefer not to. And she's like, well, yeah. it's part of the church. You kind of got to do it. And I said, I'm not going to do it. I said, why wouldn't we just have a place next door and we just offer the moms to come there. And then um, we have families waiting for adoption. Like, why wouldn't we give them comfort and care? And if they still chose to have an abortion or even one woman that had one, why can't she then walk next door and get a hug? Why can't she walk next door and, and have a reason for what happened and have an understanding and maybe be a little more educated on, on her emotions and how she's going she's gonna to handle those things? It's like, and the fucked only... up, but the fucked up thing is that's a 12 year old. Yeah. It's a 12 year old. Come Meanwhile, on, the guy that got her pregnant is a hero. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. And so when I, when, you know, when I bring these things up, it's, it's I bring them up because it makes me better. I, I, I'll tell you this. This is a funny thing. I think you're going to like this. I hope so. I hope so. So my daughter comes home and she goes, hey, dad, can girls marry girls? Oh, yes. I've heard you tell this story on your podcast. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> and I go, yeah. I'm so happy. And she goes, I want to marry my friend. And she says her friend's name. And I don't give her friend's name uh, because her mom's a police officer and with what's going on in the world and what her mom does on the police force respect and uh i go yeah of course and she goes well i want to marry this girl and i'm like 100 percent, let's do it and then i text her mom and i'm just like and i'm because i'm a guy I'm like, don't worry about it dicks are out of the question we're yeah. gonna have a kick-ass wedding this is gonna be awesome no <laughs> you know and, and i like, laugh <laughs> i always laugh because when people are like well when i because i wasn't the queer cryptid i am now before i went to korea I went on my whole soul journey. When I came back, the one question that I couldn't stand was all my guy friends that I grew up with being like, 
oh so you're into guys now i'm like well i always have been it's just you know i didn't know what the feeling was and now i know and now i feel better about myself and i'm more confident Mm -hmm. and because i know who the fuck i am now and it was really funny because you know well it was funny until i was like i hate this question where it's like (laughs) oh so like what am i to you and i'll be like what do you mean you're my friend and he's like well do you find me attractive and i'm like honey you are not my type like i once i was once with a bunch Is of it, my isn't friends, that the weird they all asked, that guy well they all asked so i was like henry who are you into in this group right now and i'm like look if i had a few more beers and anyone here was up to it you and you and it was so weird because what my one buddy just stood up and was like yes and i'm like yeah this is why i have that this is why we're friends and then the other guy just like we both cheers and da 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 but one buddy got up and left my other buddy was just like why didn't you pick me and i'm like because you're not my fucking type he's like but i'm a nerd i'm like but i fucking don't want to fuck you or like be intimate with you like you you need a lot of development for me to even have you be even on my radar but it's just and also like i love it when i talk with my friends who are girls and like you know i love gal pal it's great it's wonderful but when mm-hmm. like girls are like man guys don't know how to kiss and it, but in the back in the past i'd be like i know how to kiss but then i was but now that i've like been with a few good dudes i'm like man guys really don't know how to fucking kiss like <laughs> holy fucking shit like, you have to hold your their hand take all your gay friends and go they kiss a couple chicks just so you know how to kiss please I, well i'm just like what are you doing like it's not a fucking porno I just I'm, like it's one of those things where I'm just so happy that my like my dad being mm-hmm. the Yorkshire man that he is, I didn't have the talk. I didn't have the luxury of the talk from yeah, my father. You and me both. You know what my talk was? Talk to me. I had to watch Monty Python and the Meaning of Life. If I didn't understand it, I had to watch it again. I turned out fine. <laughs> so because I'm a person who totally agrees where it's like, you don't have to stampede towards the clitoris. What about a nice kiss boy? Like, holy fucking shit. Just be yourself. And if it happens, it happens. It's that easy. And if someone's like, I'm uncomfortable, be like, oh, I'm sorry. Let's talk. Instead of being like, bitch, and then leave. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how, you're not helping anybody. No. I, uh, my talk was uh, from an Eastern Montana cowboy was, hey, don't get caught jerking off, okay? All right, good talk. Yeah, I was about to be like, <laughs> my, I definitely know that I'm having, I'm already beers in. Uh, my, first, my first thought was like, well, I like to watch. That's my fucking king. I get so excited. This is, guys, King Kong versus Godzilla. King Let's Kong just back. got blown up, and now he's swimming because he's a gorilla, because that makes a fucking load of sense. Um, I, was, I was telling a buddy we were going to do this movie, and I was reminded of it. So my dad, we go to uh, Arizona, and they've got one of those, like, walk-through living habitat zoos. Yeah. The, the, the nicest animal prison, like the, the, the low-security animal prison. And I'm, yeah. I'm against it. You know, my dad, I have a very weird thought on Zeus. I know. I just, I mean, so my dad goes, hey, I want to take Harper over to the monkeys. And I'm like, nah. He goes, come on, it'll be fun. And he comes back and his eyes are like, you shouldn't have gone to the monkeys. And I was like, why? He goes, 
Two were jerking off and the rest were throwing shit. <laughs> I always loved, there was an old YouTube video and I cannot remember its name, but I just always will remember the, the lines. It was like this old, like back in the day, YouTube, when it was just like flash animations and no one knew what was going on. Oh yeah. And it was this like best. really crude flash animation of like a family going to the zoo and the dads are drunk and the kids are at the monkeys and they're like, daddy, daddy. What are those monkeys doing? And the dad takes a swig of his beer. They're fucking. <laughs> I always die. I always die at that thought. But like, oh yeah. So by the way, we're Godzilla and King Kong are now on Japan. Yep. This is the fucking guy who's like, King Kong's my property. Da, da, da. So he's literally telling the government, like, hey, I have legal rights to be literally oh. on the line of fire. Because King Kong's my fucking mascot for my dumb pharmaceutical TV run. I voted him in. He voted him in. Right? I, oh, and it's also, it? let's just all talk about the horror, like, oh, man. All right, so, so question, question for you. It's a very serious question. And all this hard left-hand turn, very serious question. Why does Godzilla in this movie walk like the famous Zapruder film of the way Bigfoot walks? Uh, Bigfoot's Bigfoot, not real. It's not real. <laughs> Bigfoot's just an unfocused creature <laughs> roaming the American West, and someone's really got to put focus on it. I love this fight real quick. It's great because I think I love Godzilla in this because this is actually when they made Godzilla more like funny. Mm -hmm. And they start having more fun with the emotions because, like, watch what happens right now, right? So mm -hmm. they're, Godzilla does his fire thing. Yep. King Kong's fucking blinking like the fuck was that so then king kong throws rocks godzilla is literally dancing being like bitch you're throwing rocks at me i just i have nuclear fire and it's like you know now he's flipping the coins because it's like who's gonna win king kong tails oh godzilla oh and it's just it but it's so much more like i just love how godzilla moves in this movie Look at i just it. love it's this first initial because king Honka. kong's just like I, I'm not in the headspace for this fucking shit. Yeah, I, I got towed on a boat. It's bullshit. I don't even belong here. Like, I'm scratching my head. Murmur, You know, and then Godzilla does his little clickety-click dinosaur yep. chest pump. I don't know. It's like so, it's so fun. real quick. This... Do you think you don't think Bigfoot's real? No, I, I actually Bigfoot's one of the few cryptids I actually do not believe. I like it's it. in the Loch Ness monster, though. Do you, believe in the Do you believe in the Loch Ness monster? I saw the damn thing. Stop. I did. You have not told me this story. Come no, on. No, but I can't tell you now because I already told it on another podcast. You can tell it That's here. How dare ah, you. Look. No, I want to talk about science because now they're going to talk about how. Talk about science. Now they've you talked about how Godzilla reigns supreme and King Kong doesn't know what to do and they don't know how to handle Godzilla and they don't know what to do with King Kong. And then my favorite fucking... I love these. I love the tanks and the trucks. It's oh, like someone it went better and they bought battery-operated Tonkas and they just went to... So let me, let me ask you this. <laughs> we got Godzilla, yep. dinosaur, breathes atomic fire. And then we've got King Kong, who is a gorilla. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, they knew that not just, I, 
for those playing the home game, I actually have my two figures here to visually show Jason the science that I am talking about. I like it. It's great. This is what happens when I've had beers and drinks for a while and I'm just frustrated with the human condition. Um, so Godzilla can breathe fire. He's still a dinosaur, but he can breathe fire. Kong is a gorilla. Even? Even? Evenly matched, you think? I'm going to say no, because Kong... So what do you think they did for King Kong to make it an even match? I mean, I hope they gave him, like... There's a lot of... There's a lot of... There's a lot of things going through my head that are not appropriate. Well... of the masturbating monkey story we just... That I just shared. Well, just remember (laughs) that um, this script was originally the Frankenstein script. What's a big element in Frankenstein? Motherfucker. Are you serious? He's going to get those thunder fists. He's going to Hulk fist? No, no, no. I'm... Well, you know how you buy those Hulk fists that are just bigger? Yeah, no, he's going... I'll wait till the science comes up. I won't But, like, that's one of the reasons why I was worried about the upcoming Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm not worried anymore, because I'm like, okay, this is going to be fucking rad as shit whenever it comes out. It was supposed to come out like this year in mm-hmm. May. Then it was supposed to come out in November. And then now it's coming out next year in May. Oh, who knows? How cool. Um, how, how, as good or as bad as that movie could or could not be. Oh, it's going to be if insane. You, if you could see it in 4D I in would Korea. Do Done. Don Delios. Like, like if, are you like kidding if, me? That like movie's going like, to be fucking bananas. Like you get a, you get a magic sponsor and they go, hey, you're going to review this film, but you're going to review it during a 4K experience. Could you oh, do yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Henry, how did you think about the film? Oh. <laughs> I had some problems with the plot, but I'm not here for the plot. I am here to see two giant monsters duke it out in a way where it's like, that's what, Henry, this is what you saw when you saw 1962 Godzilla versus King Kong? Yes. Yes. This is exactly what I saw. This is how I have always envisioned it. But um, I'm just frustrated with the human condition. But yeah, no, I saw the Loch Ness Monster. Um, I went to Scotland after I graduated high school. My Nana took me to Loch Ness uh, for a graduation present. Um, And we stayed in Drumdrocket for about a week. I stayed on a beach that entire week by Uruquot Castle. Um, I also love the fact that Japan's first line of defense is literally to throw Godzilla into a hole. It's not the best. That that works. How did that not make the argument? Right? Racist military actions. (laughs) Military actions from a country that's not even supposed to have one. Uh, thank you, the U.S. Accords. Yes. Uh, but um, no, it's this whole thing where uh, I was on this beach for a while, and it was the th- it was Thursday afternoon. I had been there since eight o'clock in the morning, and the rain was coming, so I decided to uh, put on any Lennox. Pack up because I was like, I'll go to the pub with my grandparents and have a beer. Um, and then I heard this like plop, and I turned around and these giant ripples in the water. And I thought maybe someone had thrown a rock, but then I realized the way the ripples were, it wasn't like something fell in. It was like something was on the surface and then like did that vacuum kind of look. And so I 
against my better judgment, decided to move towards the water. Um, and Loch Ness, it's dark. It's brackish water. It's peat. Um, you know, three feet in, I had I, like I walked in three feet and I couldn't even see my toes, but I could feel the sandbar starting to descend. And I looked down. And I was at the edge of the sand, and I was like, um, "Oh, sorry." old doctor scientist in the movie just said that while Godzilla being a reptile will mm -hmm. shy away from electricity, King Kong being a mammal gets stronger from electricity. Cancel culture. We got to cancel this film right now. Nope. I want to, I want to totally back up the science of electrocuting <laughs> chimpanzees for superpowers. Exactly. <laughs> I want to see that whole NASA scientist. See, now PETA, PETA gets to cancel this movie. Yep. Yep. Because that's the only logical explanation of scientists be like, <laughs> oh no, Godzilla, he's a lizard. No electricity. King Kong though, yeah. Right, monkeys guys. get stronger when you electrocute them. What? Hey. That's oh. why I was so worried. <laughs> I was so, everybody's like, oh man, King Kong versus Godzilla is going to be nuts. And I'm like, don't tell them that they gave Godzilla, King Kong lightning powers to make him equal against Godzilla. Like, don't. I don't know how that's going to fly if they do that in the new movie. But, um, but anyway, so I was at the end of this beach. Uh, I was in three feet of water and I was looking at, into the darkness of the lock. And all of a sudden, what I thought was just more dark water was actually a shadow and it moved it was 12 feet long and it snaked away into the lock Ooh. And, and i have a i don't believe in the plesiosaur theory just because it's dumb <laughs> and all the plesiosaur uh data as it would is hoaxed mm -hmm. all of it like fun fact the first photo of nessie in 1933 you know what that really is no an elephant it's an elephant because apparently there was a circus on the lock that night and one of the elephants went escaped and went for a swim in the lock and then a drunk scotsman with a camera took a picture of it well i do because, love the drunk because scotsman. the loch ness monster myth has actually been in that those lakes since the romans like it's it's old lore there is there has to be something backing it if it's the story of a creature in the great glen locks is that old but the modern stuff beat everybody like, oh it's a fuzzy sort shut the fuck up it's a giant eel as you know but like like i said i've seen the luckless monster it's the whole my whole belief system i believed in it i went to i had my pilgrimage i had my spiritual experience am i telling everybody oh you should believe in the luckless monster because i saw it who knows what the fuck i actually saw i might have just saw what i wanted to see but when people say, did you see the Loch Ness Monster? I'm going to be like, yeah, I yeah. saw the Loch Ness Monster. That's exactly I love what it. I saw. But, see, I like um, your, but I like your, your attitude. Here's, here's, the, here's one of the things that I really respect about you. Whether it's a story about Loch Ness or it's an insight on cancel culture or it's a thought process on, on, on your sexuality, your tone and your measure stays the same, which right? is this is who I am. This is what I you don't have to believe what I believe. You don't. Yeah, King Kong is I'm just, I'm just sharing with you this. I have a problem. King Kong, why does he have to walk with his arms up like this the whole time? It's great. Shh, shh, you shut your face. That's my favorite part of the suit. 
I just, I don't, it's just weird. It's just weird. I, not the decision I would have gone with, but, uh, but yeah, no, I get that compliment a lot. And I actually just like, well, it's the you know, same. I had a, it's the same. If you were different on, on things, it would, it would be frustrating. Right, because yeah. I'm like, hey, wait, you're here on this, but you're way over here. You don't accept me for being pan. I could do that. I could totally. I know. Give me another beer. I'll get there. No, but it's but you're measured. You have this thing where you're like, this is who I am, and this is my inside and temperament on the silliest of monster movies, and on the seriousness of who I am as a person, and everything in between, and and that people take notes literally take fucking notes because that is that's the measure of people you want to be around that's the measure of people when when they're different from you or they see the world differently they they, they have the, the 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 lens view is different than yours those are the people you want to talk to and you want to talk to them because they don't change they are they are they are they are understanding in nature they are Nothing. different in nature and they are understanding in nature. And those two things are, are amazingly well suited together when it comes to being a great podcast host like yourself yeah. or sharing insights as, as you do so well on this podcast. It's just, but it's just this thing where I've just never been a person who it's like, like, for example, one of my friends, I actually told him like, Hey, I know we've been friends since sixth grade, but ever since I came back and like, you know, I had was I had this teaching job that you looked down on and then I had lost that job and I went into a really bad place and I had to end up doing babysitting work and you made jokes about it and da 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 and then like anytime I would talk about guys or you'd meet any of my friends who were queer as well you always talk shit about them you've made racist comments about them about people like I sit here being like I I've known you since sixth grade I've considered you one of my best friends, but I, as a person, have grown. And I don't want this in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I have the choice of who I let in my life and who I don't. Yep. And, like, I've made the attempt to try and explain to you that this is not how I want to be talked to or how I want things to be dealt with. But, you know, if this is what you're going to do, I'm not going to stop you, but I'm just going to let you know that I'm out. And you need to respect that. And my whole thing is just like, like I keep rambling on, I get really, I don't like the thing that I used to be, I, I hate it. Cause I look back on it and it just makes me cringe that I used to be that kind of person, but it's like when people apologize to me for not seeing Jurassic park, when they find out that I love dinosaurs and I'm like, why are you apologizing? <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, you're going to get mad. I'm like, why would I get mad that you haven't seen this movie from the 90s? Like, come on. Like, you're watching so movies from, from the 50s. Who cares? Yeah, like, it's 1962. <laughs> oh, I've never seen a Godzilla film. Not fucking surprised. Like, what? <laughs> like, I, like, why are you apologizing to me? Why are you upset? I'm upset that you're apologizing to me because there's nothing to be apologetic for. Like, your this isn't your world. I'm not gonna be mad at you for not knowing something that I'm passionate about on a first date kind of scenario. 
Like when people, like I just, it really makes me cringe. And I, it gets me upset because now I've realized that not only does it make me cringe when people are like, oh, I'm sorry, I've never seen this Godzilla movie. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, I actually just found this fucking film in America for the first time two years ago. So I don't blame you. But it's like, I get mad when people are like that with like, I had a buddy of mine, one of my best friends. Um, he and I had a really good phone call the other day. And he was like, Henry, I want to be really real with you. And I'm like, what? And he was like, don't be mad. But like, I voted for Trump. And I was like, I can imagine. And he's like, well, I was angry. I'm like, yeah, everyone was angry. That's how that works. I'm not surprised, to be honest. And he was like, why aren't you mad? I'm like, look, I circumnavigated the globe during the Trump era. And um, I stayed in a really posh hotel in New Zealand, in Auckland. And when I went to check out, because uh, the three nights there, it was like $200 each night because it was like a really posh hotel and I wanted to treat myself before I left New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And when I went, got it on bookings.com, it said it was going to be a $600 for three days. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, going to get pampered as shit in Auckland. Fucking hate Auckland. It's like one of my least favorite cities I've ever been to in the world. Wellington is amazing in New Zealand. But, um, you know, I go to reception to check out and she gives me the bill and the bill is like, like $1,200. And I'm like, whoa. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. That's New Zealand dollars. Do you want to pay in United States dollars? Like US dollars? And I'm like, yes, please. And it was like 400 bucks. It was actually less than I thought it was going to be. Because the conversion rates in American dollars are really strong. I mean... You know, when people know about my experience of swimming with a saltwater crocodile in Australia, and I signed the best waiver I've ever signed in my life, which was just pretty much like, you know, if things go wrong, it's your fault that you volunteered yourself to swim with a giant man-eating crocodile. Dinosaur. Right? Yeah. No, I'm Dinosaur. I'm all about this. I just paid eighty dollars. Like, it's it was in Darwin, Crocosaurus Cove. The saltwater crocodile experience, I think, is like a hundred and a hundred and twenty or a hundred and. 50 Australian dollars conversion rates for American money at the time when I went, it was 80 bucks. Best $80 I've ever spent. You're like, a maniac. You know, Oh, it's great. I loved it. But that's the thing where I sit here being like, look, I am no fan of the current administration. I like, I just read that they're passing a bill to try and like Trump literally said, I think women, people of color and the LGBT community has too many human rights. And I'm like, Ooh, that's, Now, but see, here's the thing with headlines, right? That's the scary thing is that I saw this headline. Now I bring it up because of this. I saw this headline and it's not political, but it was um, person X, Y, and Z promotes CBD. I was like, that's weird because I know they don't actually do that. They didn't do it. They don't do television interviews. They don't do this. So I click on it and it was, it was clickbait. It was like, oh, well, they didn't, they actually turned the interview, they turned my interview down, but my interview was going to be about this. And so it's like, I've seen, and I'm not a Trump supporter. They drugged up King Kong, by the way. Yeah, I know. And they doped him up. And he's got the weirdest, he's got the prettiest pointy nails. He's ready to cut into Godzilla with those pointy nails. Oh, God. But I also like, why are the scientists now, for your friend's article, not your friend, the guy's article, 
why are the scientists now beating on the drums? Is it okay if they beat on the drums? Is it it's, okay if the scientists beat on the drums? I'm just well, curious. they're not scientists, they're businessmen, which is even worse. But it's just like, but this is the thing where like everybody gets like, yeah, and I like what's worse is now like websites are so desperate for clicks yeah. that they create the most clickbaity thing. So when I saw this article, I'm like, maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. And then I like clicked on it, read it, saw the actual document going, oh fuck. Like this it was bad. Me feel good. It was bad. It, it's bad news bears, guys. Um, so how do we? How do we? You know, because I've always said our our hearts and our wallets in America are, are at a disconnect, and this pandemic and this situation we're in right now really highlights that. And it highlights it in the fact of, of and it also it shares to your point, right? You're traveling the U.S. The American dollar is very strong, and you're like, oh, this is this is good for my travels. At the same time maybe not the best president. And I'm just trying to be kind to everyone listening without being political. And I'm just, I wonder how do we bring those things together? Is it, is it everything goes or is it, you know, and I mean this I mean, in the nicest way, is it a Kim Kardashian coming in who has sat down with Trump and has gotten people exonerated by showing, you know, him cases. Is it, is it the right queer LGBTQ person coming in, sitting down with Trump going, hey, I wanna let you know something because we know one thing. We know he's an egomaniac. We just know this. We also know another thing. If, if you play to his ego and approach him the right way, he'll do anything for you. So is the dance that we try to dance with this motherfucker or is it that we burn him? And well, like the thing is, it's like because that's that's the that's his just, new choice with the Supreme Court. Yeah, person, the lady. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, why can't you say that I don't like women? I nominated a woman Supreme Court justice, mm -hmm. and it's like you know, you got to remember that like a lot of people. It's like I said, like I said, my buddy, you know, told me that he voted for Trump back in the day, and I was like, dude, I get it. Like, granted, when I was in Seoul. Um, I enjoyed when Trump got nominated. Like, I was depressed as fuck. My students asked me why I was so sad for the rest of the day. But all my Canadian friends bought me beer that night. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> there were some good things that happened that night because sure. every other friend from another country that wasn't America was buying all the Americans drinks because they're like, you guys had a good run. You fucked up. You went from a television president to reality host president. And yep. that transition is fucked up. <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, like the world, I'm just trying to say this correctly before I get really pumped up for the fight that's coming up. Sure. I, I just don't understand why you have to be upset. And I get it. Everybody has a different experience. I was lucky enough to be born into a family that's always been very accepting. And like, while at first me coming out had some friction to it, mm -hmm. um, I had a great conversation with my mother earlier this summer about my choices in that department. Sure. And it was funny because I agreed with everything she said, because I was like, no, you're my mom. You know me better than most. Uh, and every, every point you're making is completely correct. And so correct that 
I thought that for a while. I don't throw me saying I'm a pansexual cryptid because I'm looking for attention. It's just like, I finally was like, oh, you know, because I'm, you know, I have depression, I have ADD, I have autism, I'm like all over the mental, like I shouldn't function at the level that I do, technically. But I do because I'm lucky to have parents. And it's funny because while I was at my mom's, I found like, my development papers and oh boy was i a fun seven year old i hmm, i just like kudos for my parents taking care of me and it also made me realize i am not ready to have a child because i was expensive for all the things that they had to put me like to make me able to tick tock live in human society without but also kudos to your parents that you you had to go find those papers to find that out, but you didn't live it. Well, no, they didn't. The first time my mom told me I was autistic, like, was when I was in college, because I didn't understand why the head of, um, like, mental health, the mental health clinic at the college I went to shook my hand when I met him. I was like, why? He was like, you're the most interesting file I've ever read. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing that you're here. Congratulations. And I'm like, why? I'm supposed to go to college. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? Um, Good parents, man. And it's one of those things where it's like, it, you know, I was always told I was special and that I had to work a little harder than most people. And yes, they did transport King Kong to Godzilla using the weird string from the beginning of the movie on balloons in the face of Mount Fuji. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost it's almost like David Blaine ripped that off when they hit his YouTube. We right. should cancel but David Blaine. It's one of those things where it's like, like now everybody's like, oh, let's support the Black Lives Matter movement. Let's do this. Let's do that. Da, 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 in the Godzilla community. And I'm upset because I'm like, I've literally been trying to do this for months. Like at KaijuCon, I hosted a bunch of streaming parties. And the whole purpose of those streaming parties was I had kept giving links to places that you donate and i said if you donate to these causes mm-hmm. and show me the receipts you get your own podcast episode that that was a dealio and everyone was like oh how do i support by doing it with godzilla and then they're only listening to like the bigger names and like to be honest i've interacted with the bigger names but they're you know they they i understand the the social juggling one has to do because if you're famous people are watching you and how you react to certain situations can affect your fan base me i just don't give a fuck but again you're like henry get back on twitter i'm like no i understand i want to go back on twitter i really really do but right now i am not in a place where i could go on twitter and give the the henry the host that my fans want me to be where it's like hi i'm henry the host these people are dumb, but let's try and start this dialogue and this conversation to be better. Um, But right now I'm too mad because now it's not just like me being upset with a member of the community. It's also me being upset with the community because everybody's just so ready to fight each other to be like, you're a bad fan. The old guard needs to go. This is bad. That's bad. Like you should let more people be queer in the Godzilla community. And I'm like, why are you letting these people even be in your group, like on your social periphery? Like I have canceled, not canceled, like not cancel culture, but I have, I was going to be working with fellow podcasters in the monster community. But then mm-hmm. I found out that they had concepts that I had 
talk, try to talk them through, but they had concepts that I was just like, no, I, I wrote them messages. I'm like, look, I'm really sorry. I privately messaged them. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I know I was excited for us to work together, but your beliefs and my beliefs are different. My brand is very open-minded and like, you know, all this stuff. Some of the stuff that you're saying, even though you say you don't mean it in the way of hate, is hatred in some way or form. And I just cannot have someone associated with that with my stuff because I'm a platform of not just like kumbaya with the universe, everybody, but I am a platform where this is a safe space. Yeah. It's a safe space to be yourself. But it's, but it's a different, but, and I want, I want to pause on that because it's a different than a safe space of 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 what i consider and for, forgive me if if if, uh, if to anyone that's listening or, or to you if it offends uh, this Offended. some of this some of this safe space is bullshit right like you no. said something hurtful i'm running to a closet and you can't talk anymore and i'm no. like no 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 no, no. no. you have you a safe space it. you have a safe space where i can say something incorrectly and you being a gentleman as you are as i've always I've already complimented you on it. Can go, Jay. Hold on a second. Have you thought about this? No. And you, like, you, well, you allow people's brains and the wheels to turn and think. But some people are just so stuck up their own asses and so stuck up in their ways. Uh, because this is the thing: everybody's a fucking expert, and it except drives for me, me. nuts. <laughs> yes, Jason, you are so smart. Let me no, read that script you gave me. Yes, Jason, you are so smart. Most smart podcaster. Spotify, Joe Rogan. I like to say how dumb I am because I am, man. But like, but you're not. But this is the thing. It's like also like I, I, I actually, it's the one part of your show I can't stand when you say you're dumb. A dumb (laughs) person wouldn't make a podcast like this. Oh, thank you. Like, but this is the thing. Like words, words have so much power. And you got to watch what you say about yourself. Like people are like, oh, why do you say you're depressed? You're giving it so much power. I'm like, no, like I know what being happy is, but man, oh man, I'm having not a great mental health space day. Stop motion, Godzilla kick. Um, But like, you know, I, for me, I have to make sure that I am identifying what I am identifying correctly. I got to know, like, I am responsible for me. So if I tell someone, hey, fuck face, they're like, why did you call me fuck face? And I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm having a rough day and I'm lashing out and I do not mean to do that. I don't sure. want to do that. That's not fair to you. This is my journey. But everybody's a fucking expert and it drives me nuts because like I've seen conversations in the fandom where people are like, I didn't know Mothra could be considered a feminist icon. And I'm like, the fuck you mean Mothra? How can you look at Mothra and not be like, she's a feminist icon? Like the fuck you talking about? But then it's like, okay, think about it. Just clickety clack, have a thought. Like, yeah, maybe your definition of feminism is not what it's supposed to be. And it's just like this whole thing where, and people are so selective of who they want to associate with. And like, for me personally, I'm very open. Yep. And my open, oh yeah, here it goes. King Kong gets struck by lightning is now blue. I like the blue face. It was oh, nice. Oh, wait for it. Sorry, I'll say my, 
There it is. Look, Thunderfist. He's electrocuting Godzilla because that's how primates. There's work. there's three songs I've thought of during this podcast. One is your two short two songs. We're talking about the story of Loch Ness monster. One was Annie Lennox, "Here Comes the Rain Again," and then two, "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend," and then now, "Thunder." struck like i want to redo i want to do a soundtrack for this podcast and it's, it's like so fucking asshole jason has decided to destroy a Can beautiful you imagine if the movie. new legendary film does oh yeah now here comes eat your vegetables yep i'm in i'm a thousand percent in i'm planting eat your vegetables i I'm do in. love that godzilla just please that's what you know what that would be fun to do it'll be fun to do is we watch a movie and then we give people a soundtrack that they watch it on silent but they only listen to our songs what like pause the movie silence it this is the song you need to be playing yeah like here's your here's your soundtrack and we're picking this song to start it off with because of a and then here we go we go through it's like why are you doing here comes the rain again oh well yeah i listen to the podcast because henry talks about his time and Scotland and Loch Ness Monster. And then the, the water's is, so dark, he can't see his feet. So Hello Darkness, my old friend comes in. This is, but this is the thing that I just like tell people because like, I understand it. My openness is very intimidating, especially for people my age. It's like, my mom loves you because it's like, oh my God, Jason gets it. Jason gets what Henry's all about because, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I've always been considered older than I really am. Because I, how old, I am. Are you asking how old are you? I am 29. Shut Really? I am a 29-year-old man-child. But, like, it's fine. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, I ain't no saint. I'm not the smartest person ever. I, like, I, I you know, I want to bl- I want to be like everyone else and blame my problems that I'm going through in life on 2020 like the rest of us. What I'm going through personally is all my own doing with some things that are not that were in my control and things that were not in my control because I bit off more than I could chew thinking when I was adjusting back to America and handled some relationships in the negative way and also was just too optimistic on some because I didn't want to admit that I was teetering back into some nasty habits. Mm-hmm. And like I'm okay, like I'm okay with that. Like I love the fact that like this whole experience, I've been able to interact with people like you and just be able to have fun with this show. And like, you know, people are like, oh, just you not being on Twitter means you're not going to be doing the podcast. I'm like, no, podcast keeps me sane for several reasons. And oh, by the way, so King Kong and Godzilla just fell off a cliff. This a is why Godzilla sh- shows up in mothra versus godzilla versus the thing really yeah this is the transition technically because like godzilla's in the water and that's Mm -hmm. he he's washed up to shore yes in the the thing that's why he's underground uh but this is the oh and real quick everybody it's a fucking myth that there are two well there are two copies of the movie but there are two copies where in the Japanese version, King Kong's roars at the end. I mean, Godzilla's roars at the end, meaning Godzilla won the fight. And in the American version, King Kong roars, which means the American version won the fight. No, that's not, that's not how it fucking works. Uh, it's just how it ends. Uh, it's just... It ends the way it ends. 
But oh, it's yeah. just like it's one of those things where I just wish people would stop putting wax in their ears because they don't, you know, I get it. You spend so much time on your journey and for a lot of people, like Jason, I think he, the reason, no, I don't think, I know. I know the reason you and I are friends is because we. you're right. We're both people who are like, oh, so you like have that belief? Cracks open beer. Tell me about it. I want to, I want to know more. Do you, would you like to know more? Click. Like, you know, I would like to know more about you. Are you a racist? No. Were you a racist? Can you admit that you had racist ideologies and you've grown as a person to realize that maybe some of the thoughts that were at? Brilliant. Like, we don't get mad at people easily. I mean, we get mad at dumb people easily, but like, we don't get mad at people for being people. Yeah. Like it takes a lot for us to like be like, hey, uh, you're a fucking prat. But it's just like this whole thing, and it's like this. Like for years, I thought the King Kong roaring at the end was a fact, it was a scientific fact that in the American version, King Kong won, and the Japanese version, Godzilla won. No, uh, King Kong is the one that surfaces from the water first and roars at the end, and uh, you know it is. Uh, technically a draw or one could say King Kong did win or maybe Godzilla won and King Kong swimming away who the fuck cares it's a film from 1962 also it's a film <laughs> have fun yeah here's the other here's the great thing about what I, I think people whether it's that article or anything else there's a lot of real things going on there's people that are hungry there's people that don't get adequate medical care. There's people that, there's kids that are abused. There's a lot of things happening. The, the idea and the privilege that someone has to argue and actually write a fucking article about cancel culture on a film from 1962 when I have to figure out different ways to get money to a food bank i've got an idea guy who writes that put up your shit have your fun and write a fucking article going hey you know what's cool is that for everyone who write who i've looked at youtube today here it is this many people have watched this movie so far if we get to this number all my advertisers are going to kick in money to a food bank in the, in your areas let's go do it but it's like why wouldn't you do that versus trying to create a fucking argument about blackface in the south pacific why are you why are you <laughs> because there movie? were no black actors to but play why are you in the south pacific picking people? on a movie from 1962 well, it's not that he's picking solve... on a movie he's trying to start an argument he's trying to but why are you starting an argument when we have a problem and people like, are starving people don't have jobs nuts. And you're trying to get people upset about a fucking movie? Well, Grow up, what, man. Also, what also drives me nuts, the thing that makes me mad, and this is actually be a great way to do a shameless plug for my next upcoming project. Get it. Is um, people, you know, people all, like I said, people are experts and they're like, oh, this movie or this comic or this story is not good. Blah, 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 blah. Like, how they did Star Wars was too much. Like, I love The Last Jedi. I will say that on every podcast I am on. I absolutely loved The Last Jedi. I was, I'm all for it. I loved it. I love the direction of it. That's why The Rise of Skywalker 
Well, The Rise of Skywalker was uh, a Star Wars movie, which was much more Star Wars than I expected the Star Wars movie to be. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't like the fact where I'm like, oh, shit, everybody in this theater, I hope you did your homework because you're not going to fucking understand what's happening if you did it. Uh, because everything we're talking about is not from the last fucking film. But, like, my whole thing is I'm a big advocate of, like, if you don't like something, go be the change. Like, Go be the change you wish to see in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Gandhi said it, and look what he did. I mean, he got shot, and that's not that, – this is just me trying to do humor. But so, like, for – since ninth grade, all the way back in 2004. That was I your ninth like, grade. Dude, I'm almost 50. Uh, <laughs> boop a boop but um, my, I came up with an idea because in middle school, I wrote something called Kaiju Wars. And it was, like I said, autistic, high functioning autistic brain. Ba-ba-da-ba. I had social issues. And how I fixed that social issues was that uh, I printed out all the Godzilla monsters and put my friends' names next to them to understand them better. Uh, because I was like, oh, my friend blah, blah, blah is like Rodan. My friend blah, blah, blah is like Mothra, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, started writing this fan fiction about how like we all died and our souls were put into the Toho monsters. And I wrote this whole thing, uh, like start writing it. And then one day I was like, why am I writing Godzilla? Like there are Godzilla movies. There are plenty of Godzilla products. And I like tried to think of other giant monsters and stuff. And I just was like, I don't fuck it. I'm gonna make my own giant monsters. So I created this thing called Titan Wars, where instead of, you know, it was the same concept. Instead of me picking out what Godzilla monsters were who, I drew people I knew as how I would think they would look as giant monsters. And then the interactions of these monsters were actually how I tried to figure out social standards. It's how I got over my first love triangle. Um, It's how I, because I had, as a writer, I had to learn to be objective about the situation because I'm a firm advocate that like, you know, especially with monsters, uh, like some monsters are not always evil. They're just predatory animals doing predatory, like they're just doing animal things. So, like, trying to understand it, and, you know, Titan Wars became this whole project, did lead to the only thing that keeps me up at night. Like, I'm a man of little regrets, but my regret in my life is um, in high school, I did Titan Wars with my senior thesis, marine biology teacher at the time. She has a brother-in-law who is Ron Howard's assistant, and we were going to set up the meeting because Ron Howard, apparently, my teacher told her brother-in-law, and her brother-in-law told Ron Howard, apparently he said, is he on drugs? No. And he's this young? Yeah. Let's try and set up a meeting. Maybe we can get a movie out of it, because I, I want to do a movie. That's why, like, I've never seen Tale of the Ocean or the, the true story of Moby Dick by Ron Howard, because that was supposed to be my movie. But it didn't happen, because I chickened out, because I thought I needed to go to college to get a degree to do movies. How little was I wrong? 
But like the thing is now, many years later, you know, Titan Wars became Titan and then Godzilla Legendary came out and they decided to call all their giant monsters Titans. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, I was like, what would be a fun name? And I was like, Apex. And then like all of a sudden, clickety-clack, it started to feel natural. And now I have written a pilot script for the upcoming Apex audio drama, which will be a giant monster audio drama podcast. Um, That's awesome, man. That I have handwritten. Well, not handwritten. I typed it, but it's my baby. I designed all the creatures. I've added, and it's actually super fun because I'm adding new monsters to the story because now I'm not relying so heavily on its old formula of it being like, you know, if you don't know me, it's an epic science fiction. But if you do know me, it's a fantasized biography of my life. And I mean, it still is. I have still separated the eras of like Jason, like spoilers, you're probably going to get an apex organism. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna buy that. I'll, buy, I'll buy that t-shirt, sweatshirt, right? hat, whatever but you got. But that's the thing. It's just like, why spend all this time and energy being like, oh man, people don't like how I'm doing this and that. I'm like, fuck it. Just make your own goddamn thing. You're a talented person. Yeah, like instead are. of doing all this energy of <clears throat> trying to add to an already existing thing, why don't you make a new thing? Because like nothing was more disheartening when I was in a panel for Marvel Comics uh, on how to make comics. And like the guy who was talking about it used to work for Marvel and he said, um, by the way, who here has original ideas? And he raised your hand and was like, if you do not, if you do not have a fan base before you submit an original idea, um, you will not get any backing because that's why we get all the reboots and remakes and playing trains and automobiles uh, because they at least know people will go at least just even to see how bad it is. They know they can certify the seat, but if you do something that no one knows what the fuck's going on, it's like why Tenet didn't do well because one, like they were just riding on Christopher Nolan's coattails, but yeah. like, the trailers were fucking weird and everybody's got COVID. Like everybody's dealing with COVID. And then Mulan was a fucking train wreck because they were like, let's just have white people write the story of Mulan and make it a big budget film so we can suck China's dick. But apparently not get China involved in the making of the movie at all. By the way, the star of the movie is all for China taking back uh, Hong Kong. It's fine. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, why don't you write your own? Why don't you make your own shit? So, like, I'm making Apex. It's my, it's how I want giant monsters to be. I have originally, like, I'm quite proud of the creatures I've designed. Um, there's actually a four-hour interview on YouTube with me and my buddy Zinzilla99, who's a great kid. So proud of him. He's writing his own stuff. But he interviewed me what Apex was, and I showed him the Wave 1 monster lineup and talked briefly about story elements without going into too many spoilers. Sure. But, like, you know, it's going to be a giant monster series that does fun representation. It does, you know, the 30-minute page pilot that's coming out. People love it because it's just like... You know, I play on tropes, but it's 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 fresh, it's new. They're characters that are entertaining. They're human. 
They're not like, beep, boop, I'm a scientist that happens to know all of it. It's like, you know, Rick is our main character in the series. And the whole, like, first off, I did write Rick as like the beep, boop, I know all about the monsters, I'm always right. But now it's like, because Jason, like, let me ask you, if, can giant monsters exist, first and foremost? I'll tell you this. Here's what I want to say. I want to say I want to say two things, and I really want you to listen to this, please. Oh, are you gonna make me emotional again? Probably. Fuck. I, I just know. Wanted to know if you it's think... not. It's not a video chat that I gotta send you privately. Now you gotta you gotta do face to face. One, uh... mom, mom, this is your time to listen. Mom, you did well. Two, I am fundamentally blown away by how you took autism and broke it down into also something you loved but allowed you to create more engagement and developing that into something bigger and not just bigger and not just grandiose on an idea but you actually you're following through and doing it henry I am, I'm not, don't take this lightly. And I'm not saying this as hyperbole in any way. I've always liked your podcast, but I could not be more proud and I could not be more excited and I could not be more heartfelt in hearing what you're doing that literally brings tears to my eyes and makes me think how much you can teach this world at 29 and moving forward. If you keep the same ideas, if you keep the same things you're doing, and look, if you keep doing it, kid, let me tell you, you're going to change the world and you're going to change the world because the way you see the world and because the way you interact with the world and because the way you want to do things, you're going to do it, man. You are because you're staying true to you. So well, I hope you do in, a lot of votes because I did submit that pitch to iHeartRadio for their contest. But, and I find but, out this Henry, week if I got accepted Henry, or not. Henry, let me tell you, man. Not a lot of people, besides my kid, as I get older, bring tears to my eyes. They really don't. And you just did. And it's because of the profound respect I've, I've had for you, but then also hearing this. So please, please take this very seriously. I don't give a fuck what iHeartRadio says. I don't. Oh, no, I'm still No, 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 but I'm, let me finish. You're going to do your thing. I understand that. But then I've got a Rolodex of people, and I will open up anyone I can to you that I have availability to to help you in any way I can. I highly appreciate that. Henry, you're, you're, you're a special man. You really are. And the fact of you sharing your autism and how you broke it down and then moving that into what you've done into apex stop well, I mean, that's yeah. no but that's fucking awesome man and i want people and adults who have kids they need to hear this because this is about a mom and a dad who loved their kid enough to love their kid they didn't love the idea of having a kid. They didn't love the idea of you going to college. They loved you. 
and they loved you so much that it yeah, gave you the power crying. to do this. She's crying right now. <laughs> if she ends up listening to this episode. I'm, like, I even thought about this in the car while I was driving up here. I'm like, man, either Jason's going to make me cry or I'm going to make Jason cry. It's going to be like three hours after the movie's already been fucking wrapped yeah. up. My mother's going to be brought up into this. She is, oh, but hey, man, listen, it is, it's one of those things, and uh, you've, you can't, I mean, I know you're not going to stop, but I'm going to say this. Your drive and who you are and what you're doing, and once again, that measure, anyone who's listened to any of our podcasts and 100% listen to your podcast is going to understand this. Oh, wait. I got a new angle on monster movies that hasn't been seen before. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's not a beautiful thing because monster movies need to be a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because it comes from you. It's a beautiful thing because it comes from your heart. It's a beautiful thing because it comes from your mind. It's a beautiful thing. So brother, please, please listen to me when I say this. Apex, it starts with the letter A. It does. And you, my friend, have only just begun. You got a whole fucking alphabet. And if I die at M or I die at Y, motherfucker, you got to go to Z. I mean, you okay. <laughs> actually, technically, so technically, Apex is part of the H universes, um, which has 28 different story concepts that go through different ways. I, I literally make and, stories. And guess up. what? You finish them. You finish them. I'm, well, but, but, I'm but trying. Other, but, but you do. No, you do. Yeah. You're, 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 doing, you're doing great work. You are. I love your drive. Uh, you know what? When I hear what you do and the way you do your podcast, please know it inspires me to be a little more insightful, be a little more movie driven. You're doing great work, man. And you got to keep it up. And with this Apex, once again, that's A, man. A. You're I don't gonna, know. I don't know when I'm gonna die, but I can tell you this: if you're not building off of Apex next year, and we're gonna talk always, we're gonna keep talking, obviously. But if I don't hear some buildup outside of Apex, I'm gonna freak the fuck out. Because yeah, we guess what? I'm a fan, and I deserve it. And guess what? You're a creator, and you deserve it. You deserve well, not to be held back and you deserve to create. Well, I say this because I do feel like I want to pitch this a little bit better. Um, you don't have to pitch anything better, man. We got, listen, you can come on this podcast anytime. You I know. You don't have to pitch anything better. You just well, have just to saying, be you. No, 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 no. Like, you just have to be you. <laughs> this is the other thing I thought about in the car. It's like, I love when I listen to Jason's podcast because he's like always mentioning like, I just talk a lot. And I'm like, yeah. And then I come on to a show. So it's literally both of us who like to talk a lot, <laughs> literally fighting to talk a lot. And now we finally get to have the fun game where I'm like matching you drink for drink, uh, which is super fun. But it's one of those things where it's like, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I appreciate it. Like you don't even know what the full extent of apex is like this thing has been in my head for so goddamn long and i've always thought i've had it 
done and completed. And it's like, you know, COVID, like I said, as much as I want to blame COVID for a lot of my situations, a lot of this stuff is on me. But at the same time, now that I am unemployed and dealing with the wonderful way that America handles its unemployment situation. Um, but also like the fact that like, I have all this free time. And like, when I'm not working in the yard, like when I'm working in the yard, I'm either listening to podcasts and I actually bring out my notebook and leave it on my work table. Uh, Cause if I have an idea, I quickly scribble it down. Because like the thing is with Apex is it's not just only like my translation circuit, but it's also giving me the ability to, you know, everybody's like, oh, why, you know, if dinosaurs are feathered, why doesn't media show it? Fine then. Fucking Tyrannus, my main monster, my main boy, my main Henry, he's a feathered dinosaur with super cool blue little feathers. That's actually based off a Digimon design that I did way back when. But like, you know, and not only am I like making him look cool, it's actually like, I have to make that work. Like I have to pull in all my weird abilities of science and art and creature design and all that jazz to try and create these like, not only are they like, you know, I want to make monsters that not, not to sound pompous, I want to make monsters that outshine what we know now. Sure. Like, Like Godzilla is great. Mm-hmm. Godzilla is a great icon, but it's like, and as much as I am going to be in the seat for Godzilla versus King Kong when it comes out next year, there, there's always a part of me that sits here being like, all this talent, all this really great work, and we're just getting more material of a character that already has like 33 movies. Yeah. And it's just like, I want... You know, and then you get Pacific Rim, and people are like, well, Pacific Rim's a giant monster movie. Shut the fuck up. It's a giant robot movie. Fucking, <laughs> don't fucking come into my house and tell me it's a giant monster movie. That is a giant robot movie. It's a robot one movie. of the reasons why I hit the word kaiju. It's just, and you know, appropriate. I, I don't want appropriation. And, like, what sucks is, too, I sit here as an American patriot. Despite my outrageous American accent, because I'm also British at the same time, where it's like, we made the genre, motherfuckers. King Kong was our baby. Then we did the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. And then we did them. And then Japan was like, oh, maybe instead of doing an octopus, maybe we should do a giant atomic dinosaur. And it's like, we, America made the monster movie. And we deserve to keep that tradition alive. And we should make like monster movies, like giant monster movies, especially like kids love giant monsters. They like, cause if you do it right, like as we saw in this film, Godzilla and King, Godzilla had a personality. This was the first time Godzilla had Oh dude, Godzilla was dancing. Yeah. And that's not the first time he dances. And King Kong had a personality. Like you could actually see King Kong being like, oh fuck, I'm firing, fighting a fire breather. Like <laughs> shit. But and you don't see that, and I love the personality. So it's fun when you watch like Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and like you know, uh, I watched it with my dad and my brother and uh, people here in North Carolina, and I loved it because my dad, my dad's friend, was like, when like Godzilla was in trouble, she would be like, oh, "I'm actually sad," and I'm like, "Good." good that's good character development but could you imagine if it was something new and fresh and exciting because like 
Rick, like I said, Rick is this intelligent scientist person, but as his character develops, not only does he have to deal with the trauma of like giant monsters can't exist. Like to answer, you never answered the question, so I'm going to answer it for you. Uh, literally any animals that would be the size of Godzilla, like the moment they came out of water, they would literally crush themselves to death from gravity. This is physics. This is, this is known science. But it's like one of those things where it's like, if you had an animal that met those size proportions and then the laws of physics are wrong, the fuck is, the fuck that, you know, <laughs> that causes a lot of problems. And then in Apex, you eventually find out that a lot of our pagan gods and deities and creatures existed because we all know christianity like really fought hard to be the new popular religion hence why it's so like easter and christmas oh you know what I have, I have a thing on that let me tell let me tell you real quick my little my little spin and then um i got a little text from my wife we gotta we gotta wrap this up she wants a little time with with uh with her husband to, to, to Ooh, tell me more no uh, it's not that it's more of just us talking about uh, a potential move for the family oh we might move what to, a twist we might we might move to nashville which would be closer to you which means we could hang out oh i would love. I... when this okay. episode's done i'll tell you who i know in nashville who could yeah. be a really good guest for your show. I don't know how you're going to pull it off, but she's one of my favorite off. people in the whole wide world. I'll pull it um, But Do so, your thing. So, Rick has trauma. That's what I was getting at. Rick's traumatized. So here, here's a funny thing. Uh, and I, and I, I, have a, you know, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I've brought this up before. So I was a pastoral ministries major in college. I got ordained assembly as God. And then that school kicked me out. I shit or, out of that power. Well, they, you know, they kicked me out. The drinking, the gambling, oh. the loving of the ladies. <laughs> See, if I was ordained, I'd just be like, "You're married." You're married, son. <laughs> Boom! You're married. You're married to that chair. God well, says so. Here's the crazy thing. So, what a lot of people don't know, right, is uh, uh, I, mean, I shouldn't say a lot of people know. So, the Romans create J Jews as slaves. Yes. And they were slaves in a fun, fun town called Pompeii. Now, Pompeii was considered the modern Sodom and Gomorrah. But what a lot of people don't know is that the, the integral road and communication system that Rome had built for the time was top-notch. So they were sending information back and forth. And the Jewish storytelling was, especially in Pompeii, was, hey, this is the modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah, and God is going to smite you. So where a lot of people believe that Christianity was built off of Romans and praying in a church, what they don't realize is that a volcano popped. And a volcano popped near a town, I'm just going to call it a town, a town where they had people who said, hey, bad things happen when you do these things. Now, no one's thinking about the science of we built our town on a volcano. They're just like, oh shit. When Rome found out that they built the city on rock and roll? That they built that city on rock and roll. Theme song. When Rome was like, oh shit, wait. Sodom and Gomorrah, this, these. And they, they Rome became Christian. So the idea of Christianity propagating itself was actually a very Roman action. And it was a Roman legislative action that was well, based I mean, off of fear. The new Roman Empire. 
Yeah, the new Roman Empire was based off of fear because a volcano exploded. Yeah, because that's how the Christianity do. Where it goes, like, <laughs> have you read Genesis? Like, have you read I, the first book of the Bible? I, it's it not all. really fun. <laughs> it's like, it if all. you fuck up, it's not like, oh, there, there, you fucked up, you're new to the world. Nah, flood. <laughs> nah, city in the ground. Nah, like, plague. Nah. First child dead. It's not a fun book. It's not, it's not listen, a fun book. There's not a lot of fun books in that book. Like, I mean, I, I like Noah's Ark. I mean, granted, like, I like that's Solomon. a whole. <clears throat> I like Song of Solomon. Yeah, that's Solomon's like, fun. That's like, penthouse form. that's like penthouse form for that day. They're just like, yeah. oh, wait, her breasts are like deers dancing through the, oh, shit. I mean, it's not like the Bible has dinosaurs in it. Book of Job, Leviathan <laughs> and Behemoth. Let me get into it. Jewish creatures. Anyway, uh, but like it all ties in. But like I said, like Apex <laughs> is just this whole identity where it's like, oh shit, not only is our science wrong, but a lot of these monsters are based off or were inspirations for some pagan stuff. So like, sure. does that mean that, you know, because seeing is believing. So if things that were worshipped as gods turn out to be real gods, then what happens to Christianity and people have identity crises? So... But speaking of identity crisis, maybe you need to go talk to your wife about your moving crisis. Yeah, we're gonna. So we're gonna fly out uh, next week, and um, she's gonna fly a, a couple days ahead, and she's gonna scout. She's got to work there as well. So she's gonna do some scouting, and then I'm gonna fly in with the kid, and we're gonna look at like three or four houses, and if we like one of them, we're done. Nashville is the delight. Here's my thing, and uh, Austin's gotten. Uh, dangerous the, the the murder increase is higher than chicago's as far as uh, a, a per month that doesn't uh, now i'm gonna have to mess with some friends that i have in austin i have someone that i really care about in austin that's not it's just good. well i mean like we had an, we had we had our eight-year anniversary and uh we're hanging Congrats. out thank you very much i can't believe she stayed this long but god bless her the cult is working uh i joke but we're like where should we have dinner and i was like well, I don't want to go downtown because I don't feel it safe downtown. And that sucks, man. That sucks because I love this city. And it sucks because this city is great. The people here are great. And, uh, and it makes me a little sad. It really does. But also, I got a seven-year-old, and I've got to put her in the best position possible, not only get a good education, but be safe and feel safe and not worry about things that she shouldn't have to worry about and i don't want to put her in those positions i mean just go to the domain <laughs> let's go to the gentrified part how dare you i had a friend live in the domain so that's you uh, know, i uh and see but you know uh, you know me i like the nitty i want to go in i want to i want to get the best food i want the best people you've and been to the museum of the weird yeah oh yeah okay okay there's better music no don't don't you say oh it's okay it's a okay. fucking delight it's a and then it's got the jackalope restaurant next door with the best some of the best fried pickles i've ever had i'll tell you what though the best restaurant in that area in that two block area is casino el camino oh i almost went to that actually but then i tell you what go... it's like satan and elvis fucked and had a baby i like this religion <laughs> <laughs> on that note my friend thank you I cannot thank you enough. I cannot, Always a pleasure. I cannot applaud you enough for what you're doing with Apex. Anything I can do to help, um, 
let me One know. One day I will show you a Gamera film, by the way. I, we will get to my favorite flying turtle. We will let get me know. You let me know, brother. You know, you've, you've got an open invitation here anytime. I know. Hey. I just, hey, let I'll me tell, get but, mad but, about something but, else. But, but let me tell you, let me tell you this, all right? I'll do this. I promise, I promise you this if you try this again. I won't say I'm dumb anymore. You look in the mirror and say I love you. Oh, I do that now, you bastard. Yes. You fucker. Yes. Yes. Stop saying you're dumb, though. I'm very tired of it. It's not. I'm not going to say it anymore. I'm not going to say it anymore. Because you're saying I love you in the mirror. I'm not going to say it anymore, okay? But hey, I love you. Be good. Thank you for the time. Go listen to it. Came from a monster movie. For the love of God. We're a fun podcast. We're on all the platforms. In case we forgot, go oh. to the Instagram. There's a link tree. If I get accepted by iHeartRadio, vote the fuck out of Apex, please. I want that iHeartRadio. We will do it. Me. We will do it. We will do it. I'm going to tag Laura. I'm going to tag Elizabeth. I'm tagging Whitney Chitwood. I got it going, brother. I got to get all those motherfuckers on that show. Anyway, right. get the fuck out of here and talk about Nashville. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. No worries. Be good. Talk to you soon. Yep. Okay. Are we not? Are we stopped recording so I can tell you who I know in Nashville? And, and uh, hold on. Uh, it just I got. I think we stopped. Hold on. Let me see here. Why are we still recording? I need to tell you.